Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday the 8th of May. Coming up, children risk their lives on railway lines in Kent. This electrified rail... You know, it may look innocent, but it carries 750 volts of electricity. If you touch it, it easily carries enough current to kill you. Cuts to youth services could lead to increasing knife crime. If you want to establish relationships with vulnerable young people, you have to have long-term sustainable funding. School children in Margate ask for Gus to avoid bullies. They might have been feeling vulnerable out in the street or they just didn't want to go home yet because mum or dad might not be home yet and they just wanted somewhere to hang out and have a chat. Kent Online News. First today, we're starting with news on a new campaign that's been launched in Kent to try and stop young people trespassing on railway lines in the county. Kent Online's been told over the past 12 months there have been 22 cases in Swale, 15 in Thanet and 12 in Medway. Well, a new film's being posted on social media to try and get the message across about the dangers of the live rail. Paul Dent-Jones is from Network Rail. This is a beautiful sight. Damn, it's free, cuz. Get yourself down here ASAP. We've got more than 250 incidents a week of people messing about on the railway, so whether that's taking shortcuts or selfies, um, but a lot of those have tragic consequences. Yo, gee, I think I found it. Here if you soon. We've actually teamed up with the English Football League Trust and Street Games, which is a football charity. So we're going to be using the power of sport as a vehicle to reach more young people in the communities we serve. Powers on central approach. He's on the third rail. Extensive third degree burns. Hello, can you hear me? Open your eyes if you can hear me. In Kent, the trains are powered by the third rail, which is uh, an electrified rail on the ground. This electrified rail, you know, it may look innocent, but it carries 750 volts of electricity. So if you touch it, it easily carries enough current to kill you. And if it doesn't kill you, it's going to leave you with, with catastrophic injuries. So it's really about educating children. Hi, sweetheart. My train's been delayed. Kids on the track, apparently. You're going to have to sort your own dinner, I'm afraid. Just give me a text when you get this. Love you. Online reports. A cut in the amount of money given to youth services could lead to an increase in knife crime, according to charities in Kent. They've been speaking out after a report by MPs yesterday suggested violent crime is higher in places where budgets have been reduced. Research suggests spending on things like youth clubs has been slashed by up to 91% over the last three years. Ray Featherstone is from the Sheerness County Youth Centre. A youth centre is not just about keeping young people off the streets. It's very much about educating young people, social education. I think that the youth service has been undervalued by the uh, politicians. Uh, They didn't realise that we took them through the eras of uh, knife crime when it was from the... uh, 
the uh, Teddy Boys, we've been to the mods, the rockers, the skinheads, um, all those different eras. And I think the Usos basically kept the lid on all of this until such time they decided to cut the service. Well, the government has said it's determined to tackle the causes of knife crime. Kent County Council and Medway Council did recently receive more than £1.3 million to tackle gang and youth violence. But Barley Rogers from the Refocus Project says a long-term solution needs to be found. If you want to establish relationships with vulnerable young people, you have to establish funding. You have to have long-term sustainable funding, as we've been saying for a long time. This has been pulled out and it's short projects, short um, engagement with young people. It doesn't do it. It doesn't help. Um, It doesn't help probably the police. It doesn't help uh, schools. It doesn't help services like us. If you haven't got somewhere to be able to access young people, it doesn't help. Kent Online News. Some other news now and a court's heard a man found dead in the stairwell of a block of flats in Chatham had 27 separate head and neck injuries. James O'Rourke was discovered half naked at Corker's house on Shipwrights Avenue in August 2017. 35-year-old Daniel Fox, who doesn't have a permanent address, is on trial accused of taking part in his murder, which he denies. Police have arrested 40 people across the country, including in Maidstone, over serious child sexual abuse and exploitation offences in Rotherham. The National Crime Agency has been questioning 38 men and two women over the last two months. They're investigating cases involving 13 victims who were allegedly targeted between 1997 and 2015. Hundreds of pounds worth of donations to help baby dormice has been stolen by thieves who broke into a shop at a Kent Wildlife Park. Police are looking through CCTV footage after the door at Wildwood Discovery Park near Canterbury was smashed and tills were forced open overnight on Sunday. The Trust is asking supporters to help replace the money so they can carry on their conservation work. And Thanet's getting almost half a million pounds from the government to help get homeless people off the streets for good. It's part of a £25 million fund shared between more than 100 areas in the country. The cash will be used to support rough sleepers by helping them with mental health or substance abuse issues and getting them into long-term accommodation. Kent Online reports. Now, staff at a shop in Thanet say they've seen an increasing number of children coming in because they're feeling unsafe. The schoolware centre in Margate set up the Ask for Gus scheme last November as a way of trying to tackle bullying. They know that any child who comes in and says that phrase is being targeted. They're then offered support and can stay until they're OK. Siobhan Margotson works there. We first came up with hashtag Ask for Gus um, because we realised over a number of years that we had lots of young people who just come into the store. And although it's really easy to assume that they're up to no good and they want to maybe pinch a tie they were actually there when we spoke to them because they needed somewhere to be they needed somewhere safe um, they might have been feeling vulnerable out in the street um, or they just didn't want to go home yet because mum or dad might not be home yet and they just wanted somewhere to hang out and have a chat and as we are well known for chatting they clearly decided that we were the place that they should hang out it was actually coming up to um, anti-bullying week and we decided we needed to do something to really highlight the issue that children were having in our area. Um, but we decided that putting a poster in the window wasn't actually enough, that there needed to be some action where we knew that young people had somewhere to go and not just young people, members of the community, um, because we are quite local to everywhere and on on the routes of people going past to go home and go to work. So there's been quite a lot of people that have actually made use of the Ask for Gus service. I think it's probably safe to say that everywhere's 
got a rise in bullying at the moment and everywhere's got a pretty significant issue, particularly young, among young people, due to the fact that in our area particularly, it's quite a melting pot. We've got an awful lot of different cultures um, living very closely together. We've got a number of poorer areas. Um, that means that people haven't always got the best opportunities, which means that they're open to bullying potentially because they might not have all the best gear. And we know what it's like today with social media. Children, they'll take a picture of a bad outfit. You can't be anonymous today, and I think that's really, really made an issue for our young people to just be themselves and to feel comfortable and, and free from any fear of vulnerability. There's a lot of online bullying. There's a lot of shaming that people do where if you're a little bit different we're going to stand up against you and say, no, actually, that's not OK. You're not the same as us. Um, and that's what we say no to. We say everyone deserves to feel safe. Everyone deserves to know that someone cares about their welfare. And we're those people that care. And we needed to let our students know and our parents know that they can trust us, they can depend on us. And we're there for their best interests. We're not there just because we're a store. We're there because... We kind of come into these children's lives from nursery and it's really important that they have a good image of themselves and they just know they can come and talk to us about things. Siobhan's also told us about the response they've had since they started the scheme. Actually, it's quite funny. We started to do this initiative um, because we just felt we needed to be present and we needed to go on the record um, as being present. And we did a Facebook post that we, we kind of thought might be lost in the ether. A few people might see it. And it really exploded. I think about 50,000 people had seen it within the first couple of hours and it had been shared a lot. And the overwhelming response was that parents and young people were really happy that there was somewhere that they knew they trusted. I mean, obviously it helps that all of our staff are DBS checked, so we are safe. Um, but they, they knew us. They knew where we were. It was easy to trace us. They trusted us. They knew us as individuals. And the schools actually were really, really excited about the prospect that they could tell their students that there was somewhere in the community that was invested in their interests um, and in their welfare. So it's been really well received. We've been asked actually to spread the campaign over different media forums, such as Instagram and Twitter, to ensure that all young people can see it. So we're just launching some more advertisement around that and we've also been popping into schools making sure they're aware and giving them some posters to put up as well so that all young people are aware that we're here. And it's not just children who've been coming in asking for Gus. This initiative impacts so many people. We've had incidents where there have been domestic violence issues outside that a member of staff's intervened and assisted the, the couple to move forward. We've had incidents where there have been members of the public who couldn't get out of their flat during a potentially dangerous incident and one of my staff assisted to get them out of, of the flat. It's kind of like an ethos that we have that if we can help someone, we should help someone. It's not a question. That's what we do. Um, and all of our staff feel the same way and it's nice to know that actually the members of the public feel that we are safe enough that they can just come and talk to us and just seek any kind of assistance they might need. We're just very fortunate that we've got a business that lots of our customers value and appreciate and recognise that we are able to do so much more for the young people in our community than 
maybe a few years ago, whenever people talk about school uniform, they've got these ideas of these dark, overbearing stores back in the day. I know when I went and got mine, it was quite oppressive and it didn't feel very friendly. Um, everything seemed overpriced and, and people weren't there to make sure that I felt okay in my uniform. And it's been really, really nice over the last 15 years to see a massive shift in the industry um, amongst our peers in the school association. We're actually... The community is coming first, the children are coming first and everyone's overriding wish is that young people access school in a uniform, um, in an environment that they feel safe and secure and that we're able to, to now really impact that as an industry by raising awareness of some of the issues that young people are facing and going on the record and saying, hey, we're more than just uniform providers. We are people, we're parents, we're brothers, we're sisters, we're children. We know how it feels to feel these things. Um, and we want to just make sure that people know that we are there. And don't count us off as just trying to take your money to get school uniform. That isn't it at all. And, and everyone in the industry is now moving towards the same mindset. We've got to do something. We're living in a climate where children are much more affected by social media, by the environment in which they live in. We can see these young people doing their action for climate change and we need to embrace these people of the future and say, look, we are the older generation and we are there to support and help you as much as we can. And finally today, a former member of Girls Aloud is going to be performing at this year's Pride Canterbury Festival. Nadine Coyle's been confirmed for the event next month. She'll be singing in the Danejong Gardens after a parade through the city. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.